The Jaguars are future focused. Future focused. This is Jaguars Post Game, presented by Florida Home AC. J.P. Shadrick, Mike Dempsey, and pride of the Jaguars, Fred Taylor, bring you highlights and analysis from today's game. Jaguars Post Game, presented by Florida Home AC, is brought to you by Farrah and Farrah, Baptist Health, and by TIAA Bank. Now, to get things started, here's J.P. Shadrick. Brian Sexton with you from... TIAA Bank Field and the Jaguars Radio Network Studio. Uh, I wish I had a witty line. You're kind of the movie guy, right? From the movie Groundhog Day because it just keeps repeating itself. Now, six losses on the season, five of those consecutive, um, one-score games, fourth-quarter leads. Um, I, w- what do you even say? It's incredibly point? frustrating. I mean, yeah. It's the same thing seemingly over and over, Brian, but it's – one or two key mistakes, and sometimes they're different mistakes, right? And we go back to the Philadelphia game. You had all the turnovers, right? Then you had just general offensive ineptitude against the Texans. Then it was your defense that let you down with Matt Ryan throwing it all over the lot. Today, you know, another killer red zone turnover, just like you had last week. And then, again, your rally, the offense gives you a lead, a position to win the football game. And the defense, when it matters most, can't get the stop. And so, really, that's the story. I wrote it down. The defense giveth and the defense taketh away, right? Give it away is probably the best way to put it. Because the defense gave you the short field with Tyson Campbell's interception that led to the first touchdown. Then the defense, early in the third quarter, gave it away with a 98-yard drive. I mean, you pin him at the two-yard line and you let him go down the field with three throws completed for 88 yards to the rookie tight end, Dulcich. Then the defense throws a couple of three and outs, gives you the ball back in their territory, and then lets up an 80-yard drive. So right. K.J. Hamler right off the bat, 47 yards. You know, they want to pick up a chunk play, right. flip the field, and they're able to do that. But as much as we can talk about the defense giving it away, Trevor Lawrence gave it away twice and threw for 133 yards. You Look, we've talked about this for a while now. You can have a turnover. You can have a couple of turnovers sometimes if you're offsetting that by putting points on the board, by making the spectacular plays today. And I heard the guys talk about it on the broadcast. I know you did as well, that after that first end zone interception, he seemed like a different guy. He was more tentative. He was off target. He was, you know, I don't know if it was don't put the ball in a position where it can get challenged. And then, you know, late in the game, he almost has the, the pick throwing it down the field. I think it was to Marvin Jones. Uh, it might have been Christian Kirk on that one. It but was Marvin. It was Marvin, yeah. okay. And then, of course, the one that does get picked where he forced the ball to, I thought, a well-covered Christian Kirk on that play. And as we were watching it, Zay Jones is wide open on the cross. Seemingly opener across the middle right there. So The quarterback, he stood in the media room uh, after that Texans throw where he rolled to his right, threw the ball right into the end zone for the interception. And he said, I've got to be better. I will be better. That was the same throw. Yep. It was the exact same throw. And as he's rolling right, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm almost yelling it. Throw it away. Same throw, Live same to fight play. another I play. I mean, everything. The guy was, you know, kind of like, I, I find it hard to believe that Trevor does not see Justin Simmons right there. He's How can right you listen in front of him? He's an all-pro safety. View, you got to right? know where 31 is. And, and he's doing a good job. All he did was mirror Trevor on that play. He just came right down the line of scrimmage. Didn't try to penetrate. Didn't try to drop back. He just stayed right there. Almost as if, hey, if you get this look, camp out because you may get one. Again. And he did, and that was obviously a game-changing play. Now, at the time, 
it was seven to nothing. The Jags would add a field goal, go up to ten to nothing. But you could have been the Broncos going down seventeen to nothing in a game like this, yeah. where they've scored twenty points once all year. Demoralizing. They had no first downs at that point. They Correct. had none. Right. The, the Jaguars owned every statistical category. They had dominated the game, and that interception breathed life into the Broncos. Oh, no question about it. Right. I mean, it gives you energy and. And here's what's disappointing to me. Three or four plays before that, Trevor was back. There was no one open, and he quickly made the decision, throw it out of the back of the end zone. Mm -hmm. You remember that play? Yeah, he did. Sailed it. And that's when I thought, okay, good. He's not going to let the red zone beat him today like it did against the Texans. It did against the Redskins as well. The Jaguars have four red zone turnovers this year and have lost all four. Hey, look, I've never been an NFL play caller, but I hated it the second they lined up in shotgun yeah. from the one-yard line. It's, it's first and goal. Get under center. They did it again when ETN scored. First down in shotgun. You hand it off. He gets stuffed. Second down, he was able to score on that. But at least when you're up under center, you can get the threat of the quarterback sneak. So if you want to run something wide, if you want to do all kinds of different things, they've got to really try to fill those A-gaps. And you kind of dictate to the defense what you're going to do. Now, look, I'm obviously not a professional play caller, but I mean, this is not hindsight. As they're going up to the line of scrimmage and they're in shotgun, I'm just screaming, what are you doing? Well, I, I imagine that Doug Peterson will say, as he has before this season, that sometimes when you're calling plays, you need to just remind yourself to line up and call the, the, the basic stuff and, and not get crazy. And he was talking the last time he mentioned that after the Colts loss, we're on that third and short. They sort of ran the option and they stretched it all the way to the sidelines. Yes. It's like I got to remind myself from time to time just to keep it simple. And um, Oh, we have all these fun plays. We want to yeah. empty the bag, show you what we can do. And I don't even think it's that. I don't think they're trying to prove a point. I think they want to win the football game. No doubt. And they're trying to call a play that they think is going to work. And I get it. A lot of teams, this is not our grandfather's NFL, right? Teams right. do throw it from the one-yard line. But if you're not that good at it, which the Jags haven't proven to be, and right. they don't have that big, dominant red zone receiver. I mean, Aaron Rodgers throws it from the one-yard line, pads those stats, all day long, but he's had Devontae Adams for all those years. It, it's a little bit different what we've got. Well, and here's the other thing. Travis Etienne put up a career day, 24 carries for 156 yards and a touchdown, and, and he was on early. Just feed him. All Just day. Right. Feed The guy him. is picking up chunks, and I get it. It's a short-yarded situation. It's a little bit different, but give him an opportunity. All right. Jaguars fall in London 21-17. They've lost five in a row. Jaguars postgame is presented by Florida Home AC. Call Florida Home AC today. They're the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. We're waiting on the Baptist Health locker room report and the head coach. More to come here on Jaguars Radio. Welcome back to Jaguars postgame from TIAA Bank Field in Jacksonville. The Jaguars fall at Wembley Stadium in London. Fifth consecutive loss. And Jaguars postgame is presented by Florida Home AC. You know, when you look and you see the rushing numbers in particular today, the Jaguars ran for 191 yards and Travis Etienne, 24 carries for 156 yards. He got the touchdown. So a complete day for him. We saw the big play, the 49-yard run down the sideline, which showed brilliant footwork by him to stay in bounds when his momentum was carrying him out. And then the, the one-yard touchdown plunge, right? I mean, Whatever they needed him to do today, Mike, he had it in him. Oh, no.
no question. And this is the kind of day that in the light of the trade that you make to send James Robinson away, you go, it's hard to argue with the results here right. in the run game. And one thing I think Jaguar fans, media, everybody, we said, you know, we get what you want to do, Doug, but maybe a little more balance. Well, they're pretty balanced today as far as the offense goes. When you consider that towards the end, they were throwing it a little bit more. Trevor Lawrence only threw it 31 times today. And the backs had 28 carries. He had an end around to Zay Jones, and then Trevor chipped in with a handful. So the Jags actually ended up running it 32 times to 31 passes. So this is as balanced as you can basically be. And Doug doesn't ever talk about balance or mix or any of those things that Tom Coughlin and Jack DeRio might. He'd probably rather throw it more. Right. So when you look at the 31 pass attempts, you think, all right, he's dialing it back a little bit on his quarterback. Maybe the rain was part of it. You know, maybe the turnover, and he understood that it got in his head a little bit. Who knows? But clearly, Doug Peterson's a guy who wants to run this modern offense where you throw the ball to set up the run, not use the run to set up the pass. Right. Throw to score, run to win, run to put the game away. And, you know, you get into that four-minute offense, but you got to give yourself the opportunity. The Jags, in comfort behind mode, give them credit for putting it up there on the board and taking the lead there. But then you give up the lead right back. You throw the interception. You know, it's game over, basically. At that point in time, but you know, it doesn't have to be perfectly balanced, but you can't forget about the running game, especially right. when you got again Travis Etienne going for six and a half yards a carry today. And that's probably because he had a few more short yardage carries, which brings that number down. I mean, this guy is picking up steady seven yards a clip over the last month of football. And and it's important to note that there were times when he was getting six and seven yards and it didn't look like it was there. He's a patient runner and lets blocks develop. And he does when he when it's there, when he sees the oh, cracks. I mean, he bursts right through it. So, I mean, kudos to him. He, he had a phenomenal game uh, today. It's just a shame it came in a loss. He finishes with 162 yards from scrimmage. He caught mm -hmm. three passes for six yards as well. Um, we have to address the quarterback throwing the ball at the end of the ball game there on the interception. You have a minute 30 to play, minute 36, I believe, and you have two timeouts. And the, the mandate from the coach as he walks out there, whether it's Mike McCoy or Doug Peterson, is be smart with the football. It has to be. Sure. Be smart with the football. And he throws the ball inside, maybe not inside, but to a position where Williams could make, Kawan Williams could make a play on the ball instead of putting it on the outside to Christian Kirk. And the other thing that struck me about that is he has turnovers this year, and we have to go back and count them, but how many of them have come when he's trying to force the ball to Christian Kirk? Again, Zay Jones is coming right across there. Sure. So you, you scratch your head because you think your quarterback's finally going to get the game-winning drive, three, what, 350 left to play, he's got the lead. And then he's got another chance and doesn't have it. Right, anymore. could have had the two game-winning drives. It's like, look, for a team that's struggling to score right now, that's you know asking a lot. You know, give him credit for putting them back in the lead. And but it might have been putting the game away at that point if you don't make the mistakes earlier. And I just thought Trevor once again was a little bit off, even before the interception he missed a few that I thought were were makeable he missed Marvin Jones on a third down this was a little bit later in the game uh, that was a throw a guy with his capabilities should make and he was past the sticks and really didn't give him a fighting chance through another one um basically a Christian Kirk's feet it was really an awkward ball the as way he was going out of bounds yeah yeah I mean just I and again that last interception to Kirk seemed like he made up his mind 
as the ball was snapped or right before the ball was snapped that I'm going there. And even if he throws it to the outside, Brian, that's a tough pass to complete. He Very was tough. blanketed. It was single coverage. But, I mean, you're talking about your smallest target out there, and he's got a man in position. Like you said, be smart with the football. That's not the only place you can go with it. You don't need everything in one play. You had plenty of time to actually make that comeback. You had plenty of time if you wanted to to go to the hot player in the ball game, and that's put the ball in the hands with two timeouts of Travis Etienne yeah. on first down. Kind of build the speed and work into this a little bit. Well, you know, hindsight's perfect. I, I don't I, think they totally. had to run the football, but you just can't make that throw. That's the bottom line. You can't turn it over there. It wasn't like it was this spectacular above the X's and O's plays by the Denver defense. It was a play that was there to be made, and they made it. Um, you just got to be smarter, more judicious with where you go with the ball. And, I, again, I'm sure we're going to hear a lot of that from Trevor, and I hope he, he's going to get there at some point, and I hope it comes this season. We but expected it. It's just when you, you keep, you're, you're getting in position now where you're getting down to the fourth quarter and you're wondering what is going to go wrong this week that's going to cost the Jags a win. Well, and, and I'll admit, I was sitting watching the game thinking, I don't know if they can do this. I, now, he did, credit, Christian Kirk put him in position with the 45-yard line. Can they get it done? And then the next question is, can they hold on? I thought the defense honestly would be able to based on the back-to-back three-and-outs that they had thrown at them. In fact, they had three three-and-outs in the second half that they, uh, that they threw at Russell Wilson, and yet the 49-yarder over the top to Trey Herndon tells you we still haven't solved that problem. We still have a big hole in our pass defense. Yeah, uh, and it's interesting because they, you know, they're talking about why wasn't there a safety over the top. Andre Sisco was kind of on that side of the field. Yeah. But and he was I underneath. He got a little lost in no man's land, yeah. I thought, right there. And, you know, you've got Trey Herndon, who's probably your slowest corner, matched up with the speediest. K.J. Hamler's not the best receiver. He's quick. But in terms of a straight line burner, he's probably the fastest guy that they have. And we'll probably hear this week that Andre was supposed to be back and over the top on that. You know, one. Tony Smith made that. He was the first one to point it out to me. And uh, I, I don't know that that's the case definitively, but – it certainly looked like it was a possibility. Jaguars fall in London, 21-17 to the Denver Broncos. It was a game, Mike, in which they jumped out to a 10-0 lead. And then, and really, at that moment, they had 154 yards of offense. The Broncos had 30. They had eight first downs. The Broncos had none. And magically, about that 834 mark is, I'm sorry, 843 is where they had their first first down of the game. Think about this, too. It's that critical error, right? Philadelphia, you're 14 to three. You turn it over, right? And then it the game completely changes from that point on. Houston, it, it doesn't. It's not like there was a dramatic offensive swing to the Texans, but you had your one opportunity, and poof, it disappeared. And then you really didn't get another good opportunity against the Giants. You're going in. It wasn't Trevor. It was Travis Etienne. But you look like you're going to go up 18 to 10 at that point in time. And then, poof, the game got away from you. And here it was the same thing. Like, the Jags looked like they were going to steamroll Denver today. So, they, they get all this momentum. And it just goes to show you that this, these critical mistakes that they're making, I think more so than just giving the ball to the other team, they're taking – I don't know if it's the, the spirit, the will. The, it's got to be frustrating for those players to be going through the same thing over and over. And you wonder, short of actually winning the game, how you reinstate that, that confidence level. Right. And, I, I, you know, people say you have to learn how to win. I, I, Trey Herndon's played football for a long time, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, did, did he have to – because it was that situation. Is that why he didn't know how to cover K.J. Hamill? Or, or, or Andre Sisco didn't know to stay deep over right. the top? 
because that's the fastest guy on their field. Uh, it's uh, you know, it's it, it to me, like you said, other than actually finishing it off and, and winning, how do you learn how to win? How do you learn how to win without doing it? And I, I think they're in that kind of a bit of a rut right now. I wonder if they're just anticipating what's going to go wrong. Maybe they're not. Maybe they're they have that level of confidence that's still really high because I think as we have watched a game we're feeling that i think the fans are feeling that as well that you know what's when is the other shoe gonna fall all right we'll take a break pri productions is the southeast's full service event company and they have everything you need to bring your next idea to life visit priproductions.com to learn more this is jaguars post game brought to you by florida home ac and we're back after this on the jaguars radio network Welcome back, Jaguars postgame from TIAA Bank Field in the Jaguars Radio Network Studios. Brian Sexton and Mike Dempsey with you. We are awaiting to hear from head coach Doug Peterson. We'll tell you the Jaguars postgame is presented by Florida Home AC. Call Florida Home AC today. They're the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, Mike, so I'm the rookie at this. Okay. You want to do some numbers here, or what do we want to do? Oh, yeah. We can look at, uh, if you want to take a look at the uh, Vistar final stats, we can do that. Uh, usually, uh, JP will run through the team stats. I'll do the individual, but All uh, right. whatever you want to do, I'll jump right in. Let me uh, let me take a look at what the team stats say uh, for us today. Uh, Jags, more first downs than the Denver Broncos, which, if you watch a game, Probably not that surprised. They moved the ball pretty well early on, 24 to 18. They led them there on uh, 65 total offensive plays to 61 for Denver. The Jags got outgained in the end after having a massive advantage at one point in the first half. The final tally, 331 total yards for Denver, 305 for the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, 230 passing. The Jags net passing only 114 yards today. Trevor Lawrence had 133 uh pure passing yards the Jags did run for nearly 200 yards again though 191 on the ground officially 101 for the Denver Broncos uh, turnovers well there you go two to one but Brian 10 penalties in the first half for the Broncos we said it at halftime they've got to be looking going man all we have to do is stop killing ourselves and we're going to win this football game they had 10 to one Penalty disadvantage, and they were down by three at the half. And in the second half, the Jaguars committed four, and they committed two, so there you go. They Correct. cleaned it up, and the Jaguars had a couple of critical errors. Right. You can, you're going to make a few errors sure. along the way, but Denver really turned things around. They were shooting themselves in the foot uh, pretty frequently. Jags had about 34 minutes of time of possession to 26 for the Denver Broncos. Now, as you get inside the box score, Russell Wilson – with the bad hamstring, 252 yards passing, one touchdown. He did get picked by Tyson Campbell early in the football game. Trevor Lawrence, as we pointed out, 18-31 for 133. Threw the touchdown to Evan Ingram. Pair of interceptions. He was sacked twice as well. Uh, Trevor Lawrence quarterback rating 52.2 compared to 84.3 for Russell Wilson, which is still kind of mediocre in today's NFL. On the ground, Travis Etienne spectacular, 24 for 156 with a touchdown, a long run of 49 yards. Jermichael Hasty chipped in with 13. Trevor Lawrence had 15 of his own. Latavius Murray led the way, 14 carries for 46 yards. He scored. Melvin Gordon also getting a touchdown on the ground today, nine carries for 29 yards for the veteran running back. It was the tight ends who led the way for each team today. Evan Ingram had four for 55. Seen, though, 
that after that touchdown, they really did a pretty nice job bottling him up for the most part. Had one or two catches after that. Christian Kirk caught three for 40. Greg Dulcich had the big drive. He had 88 yards on that drive. Right. Well, he I think it was 78 because he ended up with 87. Right. 78. You're right. He had three for 78 on that drive, almost scored the touchdown, ended up four for 87. Jerry Judy caught six for 63 and uh, caught that little tap pass for the TD. When you look at the Broncos' numbers, if you had told me that Russell Wilson would complete 18 of 30 for somewhere in the mid-twos, 250, an interception, a touchdown, 84.3, I thought, all right, that's good enough to win. That's good enough to win. Uh, when you hold their their running game, which isn't their strength down, um, and Jerry Judy and, and Cortland Sutton had one catch for 13 yards. Right. One. Out here in week two last year, he had nine for 157 yards and a touchdown. I mean, again, you, you look at the numbers, those are good enough to win. They're not. Sure, but if you also said the Denver Broncos, who are arguably the best defensive team in the league, certainly one of the handful of best defensive teams in yeah. the league, are going to get over 20 points for only the second time all year. Yeah, yeah you'd say that. You'd say, you know what, that gives them a pretty good chance the way yeah. they've been playing defensively. Uh, just quickly, uh, defensively, individually, Foye Aluakin led the way with the Jags with nine total tackles, eight solos. Dwan Smoot had a sack and a half today. Arden Key had a sack and Trayvon Walker pick up the other half for Jacksonville. And when you look there, you see that Josh Allen had just two tackles on the day and that's a big deal. Non-factor. They really. need him yeah. to be a factor. And he and I talked in the locker room on Wednesday this week about how he knows they need him to step up and make big plays. How his teammates need to see it. And today... Two tackles. Brian, they're down to their third string left tackle. Right. He had the matchup right. you would have dreamed about, and the guys during the broadcast were talking about what a good job that guy was doing blocking. That is not a good sign. No, it's not. In fact, they are down three starting offensive linemen. Heck, the Giants last week were down two, and uh, the Jaguars have not been able to take advantage. Those are the Star final stats. Jaguars game day radio is brought to you by Star Credit Union. Do good. Bank better. Brian Sexton and Mike Dempsey with you here. We're awaiting word from head coach Doug Peterson at Wembley Stadium, and we'll have that for you shortly. We'll continue right after this. Sure, that's right. This is Jaguars postgame on Jaguars Radio. It is just after 1 o'clock here in Jacksonville, Florida. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the Jaguars Football Network. And welcome back, Brian Sexton, along with Mike Dempsey. We are waiting the word from head coach Doug Peterson at Wembley Stadium on what amounts to the Jaguars' fifth consecutive loss. It seems so long ago, Mike, that we were talking about a team putting it all together in Los Angeles, in Los Angeles of all places. Uh, and I'll admit, I, I thought they came back from Philly and they, they had a great opportunity uh, against the Colts and the uh, the Giants to, to kind of get a, a, a winning streak going and it's gone the wrong way and I'm wondering in part if the quarterback's confidence level is taking a hit here he's a guy who's always been confident he's always won until the NFL and he'll stand there today I'm sure he will and talk about how he hasn't lost any confidence and I don't think that it's earth shattering to suggest that he should have lost some when you throw that interception into the red zone like that 
you've got to be wondering, what am I doing? When you've done it before, just a few weeks prior. I think that is the thing. You compound it. You know you can't make that mistake. You've already made it once, and it basically cost you a game. And, you know, this one, look, there are a lot of plays that could have been made that could have changed the outcome of this game that came after that. But to me, that's still the, the biggest single play. You know how it is. Turnovers are, are killers everywhere. But when you're down there on the one-yard line, and that breathes so much life into your opponent, and all of a sudden they're backed up. Now they're out at the 20-yard line because they got a pick in the end zone. So, yeah, look, he is. he does strike me. Trevor Lawrence is the kind of guy who is going to give you the very calm, composed, yeah. thoughtful But inside. Answer. Well, you have to wonder, Brian. The guy threw for 133 yards today, and he was – you know, off target on a number of throws. And again, maybe a little rainy, but not for, the, you know, most of the game, I don't think that was a factor. Uh, and I'm not excusing that. Maybe, uh, you know, a throw or two here gets away from you, but it's got to be better than it was. And I think he's got to know that. I don't know if it's a confidence issue or if it's just a performance issue right now. Well, and here's the other thing that I'm wondering about. You know, he leads the game, what appears to be the game winning drive. It was go ahead at least, you know, 17 to 14. And then the defense. Can't stop them. So now he's got two timeouts and a minute and 36 seconds left. All right, this is what I'm paid to do. I'm the man. Let's get this happening. And on the first throw, first it's an interception. I, I, I'm a body language guy. I like to see how people conduct themselves. I watched as he walked off the field today, and, and his shoulders were slumped. Now, he, well, he might not be. Oh, exactly. Right? But I worry about that, right? Not that you're ruining him. I know people will take this and run with it. But I worry that the quarterback right now – Man, he needs something good to happen. And you know how that goes. You put so much pressure on yourself to be perfect, and that's really almost impossible to be. You know, I think you ruin quarterbacks when, A, you can't protect them, which is not the issue here. No. And where you put them in circumstances that are too big for them that they're not ready for, I don't think that's the case with Trevor Lawrence. He, To me, this is on him here at this point. I've I got to believe the coaching staff has yep. pounded that into his head. We can't have that. You can't. We're not scoring enough that we can give those opportunities up, and those game-swaying interceptions are killing us, yet he goes out and does it again. Second or third drive of the um, – I'm sorry, first or second drive of the third quarter. He stands in the pocket too long, gets the ball knocked out. Tyler Shatley's the only one that saves disaster. Great play by Shatley. Yeah. yeah, the only one who can save disaster there as well. It was a shaky performance although early you got the sense that he had some momentum going all right let's uh let's not pile on the quarterback let's um although I think th that's gonna happen I don't think it's piling on it's just fair critique I hey, mean you're right I'm just I know what you're saying you, it's you not all put, Trevor Lawrence that lost his game today no but, but it but his mistakes stand out the most it, look you're the quarterback in professional football you're the focal point of the team you're going to get that criticism when you lose all right let's shift to the uh, the kingfish pest control defensive play of the game came on the second drive for russell wilson and the broncos quarterback looked to try to get the ball into the arms of Cortland sutton their big time playmaker and instead tyson campbell got in the way that is our kingfish pest control defensive play of the game it was a big time play and you, you have to suggest that uh, Tyson Campbell had a heck of a game because Cortland Sutton had just one you would think reception right I mean and without I, seeing the tape I you know I don't I don't tweet during games it's something I don't do but occasionally I'll glance at social media and, and people were like man what is going on with Cortland Sutton and a few savvy people out there were saying hey look he, he's in Tyson Campbell's uh zone right now and and he is playing in a zone and I you know he also 
Cortland Sutton had a drop uh, across the middle, but I think sometimes you press a little bit when you're not getting those opportunities that you're used to, and, oh, i got to make a play, i got to make a play. So I think Tyson Campbell had a great impact on this game, and it was a great way to get the team started and you know, set them up point-blank range. They took advantage of it, but unfortunately it wasn't enough. And the flip side is, is that Tyson Campbell is playing well, but Shaq Griffin did not, Trey Herndon is not, and there's not likely to be a solution off the roster. I mean, you can go and sign somebody. You could probably even – send a draft pick if you were that worried about it but you and speaking of draft picks maybe we'll see Monteric Brown before we get too far down the road the rookie from Arkansas is a guy that Doug Peterson told me earlier this week that they like that he's coming along they didn't think he's ready yet he probably still isn't but at some point you got to change things up if Trey Herndon that's twice that he's gotten beaten deep in two starts sure and look uh you're right you're not going to find a whole lot of help on the street cornerbacks is a position that probably every Premium. team would love to add you know so if the vets are not getting it done the young guys are going to get an opportunity at some point Jaguars fall in London today 21 to 17 and they have now lost nine games consecutively dating back to last season classified as one score games so we're scratching our heads here trying to figure this out the mistakes keep piling up the interceptions and today it was two or three plays from being a completely different ball game. But once again, it goes down the drain uh, against the Jaguars. We'll take a break. We'll come back with more after this on Jaguars Postgame on the Jaguars Radio Network. Best in the league. I mean, they're going to bring it. And, uh, you know, they're a team that – Got off to a slow start. They're going to be a little bit desperate as well. All right. And we're watching them right now, scoreless in New Orleans between the Raiders and the Saints. Saints just went up 7 nothing. Did they? Okay. All right. Uh, for those of you on our flagship station, 1010XL in Jacksonville, stick around. The scoreboard is next. And for those on the network outside of Jacksonville, you can join us on our social media channels, Jaguars Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. That'll do it for our Jaguars postgame show on the network. The final score 21-17, the Broncos send the Jaguars to their fifth consecutive loss. And that'll do it here on the Jaguars Radio Network. Jaguars scoreboard show. This is your chance, Jaguars fans, to sound off about today's game. The Jaguars scoreboard show is brought to you by...